Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, this is Carlton Jamal Smith. And you're listening to Liquid Sunshine with my main man, Martin Blot. He plays the best funk, the best disco, the best boogaloo and beats. You know, all the good stuff. All the good stuff, yeah. Liquid Sunshine. Liquid Sunshine. Liquid Sunshine. Oh yeah, hello Groovers, welcome to Liquid Sunshine, you're with me Martin Flots, and we're on the Face Radio, the soul of Brooklyn, yes, coming straight from Brooklyn, sending out vibes worldwide. We've got another super special show coming up tonight, uh, not only are we going to play the best deep funk, great groove, disco and beats, but we're going to have a little bit of a chat, uh, a chat with Chris Klukas, who's uh, come from straight from doing her TED talk uh, into the studio to talk about routine and community and how this relates to the creative aspects of, um, well, of everyone. She's chosen some wonderful music to play in the show as well, and we're going to start off with that. Um, you're hearing it already in the background. Uh, one of everyone's favorites. It's Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix, of course. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
that was uh, of course the incredible Stevie Ray Vaughan um, who was uh, very very inspired by Jimi Hendrix who we played before that um, for me that was really um, um, teenage years kind of music but it is so good so with me in the studio I've got uh, Chris Klukas hello Chris hello Martin <laughs> how are you um, very well thank you for coming into the studio uh, as I said earlier straight from doing a TED talk yeah and we'll be uh, talking a little bit about that later on. Um, uh, but I want to, um, well, first introduce you, and then we're going to go a little bit on a journey to to the subject of your TED talk, which awesome. is um, a ritual, um, uh, and it's it's super super interesting because it relates to the whole creative process and to well life in general. It does. So maybe maybe if you don't mind, I'll I'll introduce you by way of uh, of reading out a couple of paragraphs yeah. that you wrote uh, a little while ago. Sure thing. Yeah, um, because it it really um, summons up nicely what we're going to talk about today mm. as well. Awesome. So um, in your voice, uh, except my voice, then, <laughs> um, and this is uh, uh, this is what uh, Chris uh, wrote. I studied at ANU, which is the um, Australian National University in Canberra, in the 1990s. And I've worked at the university since 2005 in the marketing, recruitment, student experience, school of music, and now in the residential space as deputy head of Bruce Hall. That may seem like quite a journey, but in all of those roles, there's been a common thread of uh, creative communication, connecting and storytelling. Uh, and now, this is just in my voice again. This is the kind of thing we talk about in the Liquid Sunshine Discotheque all the time, of course. The communication, the connection, um, even the storytelling. Uh, you know, I tell stories um, well with the shows, with the music that mm -hmm. I play. Yeah. Um, you then go on uh, to write, while studying, I formed a band which started a 25-year music career where I released a couple of albums of re original compositions, played countless gigs and organized an electronic music festival. At university, I supported myself selling pancakes and coffee at a local weekend market. I now run the yacht market stall with uh, a bicycle blender made smoothies and cupcakes baked in my solar oven. People love the bicycle blender and solar oven, and it's an excellent chance for me to connect with people. Um, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> blender, blender made smoothies, bicycle yeah. blender made smoothies. It's a lot of fun. People love it. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, we're going to go uh, a little bit through the music that you've chose, uh, chosen as well, yeah. um, uh, because that, that really sets, sets up the talk nicely. Mm. Yeah, um, You chose Fuduchal. Like me, it, yeah. that was teenage years. That's right. 15, I discovered Jimi Hendrix and thought, I've been born into the wrong decade. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe it was, you know, the 80s were 20 years since um, since Jimi Hendrix. And, yeah, at the time it just seemed like a lifetime uh, to me. Mm. And I definitely felt like I was born into the wrong decade. But, yeah, loved Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> um, well, I absolutely adored uh, Jimi Hendrix as well. Um, and and as um, uh, as I played afterwards, Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm -hmm. uh, she played yeah. that uh, quite a lot. Um, I, I myself went into well, this is Northern Europe, um, uh, into metal, of course. Yeah. That was sort of the only way you could go, um, yeah. or house music. But well, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, did this inspire you to become a musician? 
Yeah, it did. I um, I had friends who played guitar uh, and played Jimi Hendrix well, and I thought, yep, yeah, that's what I want to do as well. I want to play guitar. So I started lessons and um, sort of got into folk music as well um, from the 60s uh, and started playing and writing my own tunes um, from when I was about 17. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely my way into guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, maybe we can uh, play a couple of, uh, of other tracks uh, that are very um, defining for the area. One that I chose uh, because, well, I like it a lot. Um, well, everyone loves it, really. Um, and one that uh, you chose, I'll play straight after. Um, they're sort of, you know, sonically similar, uh, musically somewhat different. Mm. Yeah. Uh, going to start off with Groovers in the Heart by uh, Delight. Yes. We're going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance. And have some fun.
<laughs> Come on, y'all team. Y'all are crazy, man. The Breeders there with uh, Cannonball. Such an absolutely classic track. Uh, thank you for choosing that, uh, Chris. Yeah, no, uh, thank you for playing it. Lovely. Were, they, uh, uh, were they an inspiration or influence on the music that you played with your band? Yeah, they were. I remember hearing them for the first time as well as the Pixies and just being blown away 
um, by their voices and the guitar and yeah, their songs were fantastic. Yeah, so big influence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is early nineties, of course. Early nineties, yeah. there was this um, whole stream of female. Yes. Um, I hate to say quirky artists, but uh, artists that were really pushing the boundaries at that time. You mm. know, Polly Harvey. Björk, Tori Amos, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, while they all m still make incredible music, of course, um, they seem to have um, not received the uh, attention that they deserved uh, yeah. later on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know um, Tori Amos is still touring. They mm. all tour still. Um, breeders are coming around the world again uh, at the end of this year. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, it's it's strange because they are incredible artists in themselves. PJ Harvey blows my mind. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, so you started making music in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and and you studied uh, at art school as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're studying art and started playing music with fellow art students. And yeah. Released a couple of albums. Um, the band broke up after art school, uh, and I continued on. Um, created a, an album of my own, yeah. Um, and yeah, I've just spent twenty five years really playing my own music around around the place and enjoying, you know, what that adds to to the life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. So, what's uh, uh, what kind of uh, gigs have you been doing um, in the last? Well, I should say in your past twenty five years or so. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, lots of um, lots of gigs in bars, so yeah. um, sort of playing in the corner with a deep house DJ, for example, yeah. where I just sing, uh, improvise over the top, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I had a lot of people sort of stop and say, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize, you know, that wasn't a CD. You sound amazing." So <laughs> that was kind of nice, and so lots of those gigs. I've I've played with jazz bands, world music choirs. I've been a musical director for um, theater and dance, mm. and uh, yeah, it's been a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I believe you're talking about being a music director. Um you're taking up a similar role for the arts um arts industry in Canberra again very soon. Um uh, I don't know. I do have a a role in Burning Man events in Canberra where I yeah. I help to facilitate the creation of art mm. um by people who attend Burning Man events. Um but that's really the, the sort of scope of my creative involvement in music and art these days. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, now, you've recently been to Burning Man as well. Uh, yeah. And um, I'd like to talk about it um, uh, a little bit too. Um, but before we go that, uh, be, before we go there, um, uh, with your music, I believe you uh, played with uh, Ashley Farrell of Magnifique as well. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, yeah. It was, I've recorded a couple of his songs as well, yeah. which was a fantastic um, experience and so lucky. I've seen him grown as an artist mm. over the last um, 15 years that we've known each other. Yeah. We've really, we've been singing together for a long time. And uh, yeah, his his writing skills and have just, um, like, it, he's just so amazingly creative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, uh, uh, regular listeners to uh, Liquid Sunshine uh, uh, may know that he's been a, a guest on Liquid Sunshine as well. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, um, and hence I'm dropping his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Burning Man, tell me about uh, Burning Man. Uh, you've been to at least a couple, I believe. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, the big original Burning Man. Yeah, I've been to one actually, and that was just in August. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, but I've been to maybe eight regional Burning Man events in, in Australia. Yeah. And I want to go to more around the world. There are smaller regional Burning Man events around the world. Yeah. Uh, the one I went to just this last weekend was 400 people mm. and um, incredible experience, very similar to the Big Burn in Nevada. Uh, there are 10 principles which sort of make the experience um, similar around mm. the world, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so the Big Burn was incredible. It was quite overwhelming, actually, which mm. apparently happens quite often in the first <laughs> few days. People arrive in the desert and you're like, wow, I'm just completely overwhelmed, yeah. which is what happened to me a little. Yeah. But um, I made an intention to head out and talk to people. Mm. And uh, I had a, a bumpy first experience where a couple of people, one person wanted to talk to me, the other person didn't. Um, they were middle, in the middle of an experience, apparently, which mm. I didn't interrupt it. <laughs> so that was a bit awkward. But um, I tried again and, and after that I was fine. But, um, yeah, it's a big thing to go to the desert, take everything you need, water, everything, take it all out at the end. and um, of course, there was the rain. I'm not sure if you mm. heard about the rain and the mud, but that was, a, you know, added to the experience. For me, it just meant that I could have a sleep without FOMO. So <laughs> it wasn't a problem. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved every second. I'll be going back, I think. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 and you talked about the... Um, um, uh, the experience of talking to people. I believe it's very, uh, people at Burns generally are very open and talkative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, one of the principles is that everyone is welcome. And so that just creates the vibe that you can go and talk to anyone, which is fabulous. I wish society was like that. You know, I'm <laughs> a bit of a shy person. So it's just fantastic to be in an environment where you really feel like you can pretty much talk to everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, well, let's uh, let's play some music again. Um, maybe uh, it's music you could hear at uh, at a burn. Um, don't just start off if Fool's Gold, oh, one Excellent. of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, we're still, I su suppose, a little bit stuck in the nineties, but yeah. we'll move away from yeah. that soon. <laughs> <laughs>
beautiful workout on uh, Fool's Gold. And uh, while that is, um, uh, is in its final stages, um, we'll start talking about uh, Burning Man and the Burning Man experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so you had some great uh, great stories about Burning Man. Um, but I'm particularly interested in the, um, in the principles behind uh, hmm. Burning Man. Um, and tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Well, there are 10 principles um, for Burning Man that were created by Larry Harvey, one of the creators of Burning Man, uh, when they were trying to spread uh, regional burns around the world. And they were having trouble kind of translating the awesomeness of Burning Man in Nevada to those worldwide events. And so he came up with these 10 principles. They include leave no trace. They include decommodification, which means that you can't buy anything with money Mm. uh, except ice because we all need ice to keep our food fresh (laughs) in 10 days. Um, So... Yeah, and that, and also gift giving is another really important one. Um, so you can't buy anything, but say if you left something behind, you could ask your neighbours and they might um, happily give it to you. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of gift giving of food and um, the bars there. You don't pay for drinks. Um, if you're over 21 in America, you can take your cup and get a lovely uh, alcoholic drink or non-alcoholic drink from the bar. And, um, yeah, it's a whole different experience. It just sort of takes away... Um, this kind of thing of money and and, Mm. and makes it all about gift giving and it makes people feel good to give gifts and to receive gifts. (laughs) It it certainly does. Uh, And it's a really nice, uh, a different form of of dealing dealing with necessities in life, I suppose, which not only material things, but also things like love and hope and, you know, making people feel good. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a, a lot of that. At Burning Man, it's a challenging environment because it's the desert. Mm. Um, but the feeling of connection and community is incredible. And in fact, the rain that happened in August um, created a whole bunch of connection with people because there were some people that didn't have enough food or, yeah. or water, and they asked for help when they were given help. And mm. um, it really, a lot of burners, old burners, um, felt like this was one of the greatest burns ever because that community spirit came out mm. due to the rain. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. wonderful, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's also a really nice antidote to, you know, the current late-stage capitalism, uh, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you find that uh, that that experience gets get taken back by the people and, and sp- spread further? Totally. I think um, actually people, when they return from Burning Man, a lot of the time they have a um, – uh, a gathering of burners to kind of recalibrate themselves into society because it is yeah. a bit of a shock when you leave this um, a bit of a utopia. It's a little challenging utopia at times, but um, they have a, a, a gathering to sort of ease themselves back into the real world and, and to also to contemplate what they can take from the experience into their everyday life, whether it's just talking to people in the lift, you know, or, mm. or, or, or um, you know, Gifting things to people uh, regularly around you, um, just little things that can sort of help change the world. Yeah. So, um, uh, do you find that 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 um, new communities are formed or new new uh, bonds within in local communities? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's a there are uh, burner gatherers gatherings all around Australia and around the world, and uh, yes, there are. Even I, I went to one on the weekend that was between Newcastle and Sydney in New South Wales in Australia, and uh, 
uh, that has brought people together from all over the country. Um, I'm, I was talking to someone from Perth, which is on the other side of Australia, and she uh, not only had con a few connections there through her experience on the other side of the country, she just moved to this side of the country and um, that's going to be a fantastic way for her to connect and build friendships with people. Mm. And that happens, yeah, that happens all the time through burning connections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, you also mentioned that there's a, a lot of creativity happening at mm. the Burns. Um, yeah. uh, tell me about it. What's, uh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I can't describe the, the playa, which is the desert space where all the artworks are, are placed um, and where the art cars go out and drive around. Um, it's, you'd be standing in the middle of it and you look to your left and you can see tiny, tiny coloured lights in the far off di distance and that that's it's like a, a whole kind of like fairground way off in the very distance and you'll look the other way and you'll see the same thing. Like there is artwork and they're, they're all lit up at night so mm. they're all different colours, beautiful lights everywhere. And it's just an incredible, I don't know how many artworks there are at Burning Man, but it just seems like um, an incredible number, like thousands and thousands of amazing artworks um, from anything from like five giant cats with their um, butts in the air with psychedelic buttholes, which is <laughs> hilarious. What does that mean? You know, like that's so frivolous and lovely um, to, you know, more kind of artwork that you can climb or um, artwork that means something. Um, to celebrate something. So, yeah, there's a variety of, of artworks and anyone is in, encouraged to create um, an artwork or be a part of the program, whether that's learning how to DJ uh, and presenting a little DJ set or um, creating art or playing a prank on people. Um, pranking <laughs> is big apparently. Right. That was a, a part of the original kind of concept. A lot of pranking happened. So, yeah, there's everyone is is encouraged to be creative and bring ideas. Um, actually, once I saw a guy on a one of those electric um, cross-country skateboards uh, that had a – he turned the skateboard into a, um, a surfboard and he was playing guitar as he was – like with a little amp as his, you know, electric guitar as he's scooting <laughs> along on this thing. It was just the funniest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you took part in a in a kind of auction as well, uh, yeah. I believe, and that's that's part of the gift yeah. giving, creative gift giving, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that that was called the experience auction. And a friend of mine who's been a few times is a actually in real life a, a Presbyterian minister, and she gifted last year that she married someone. Um, I'm not sure if that was I'm guessing not real married, but um, <laughs> people get married on the playa all yeah, the time. Yeah. So, um, so she gifted that last year and she was going to do it again this year. And she said, you should come and, you know, offer your skills. And so I offered to sing for people. Yeah. Um, and two lovely people uh, gave me the, the chance to come and sing on the art car that they were volunteering with which was a mississippi um, steamship art car so it looked like a steamship <laughs> but it's on a truck and and it had a grand piano in it that so sounds crazy it was uh, just the most beautiful offer it, yeah. it didn't end up happening because of the rain unfortunately but hopefully next year yeah. that may happen um uh, but this uh, 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 what you're saying now is your experience with the recent uh, burning man in nevada mm -hmm. uh, these kind of things happen in the smaller regional burns as well yeah, yeah. There's um, the smaller regional burns uh, have a, a, usually a lot of art um, on the playa on the plane, um, but they they usually don't have uh, art cars. Um, mm. But yeah, there's a lot of 
collaboration. There's a lot of creativity uh, and theme camps which have programs uh, which can be anything from like massages to um, coffee to uh, I was in one on the weekend which was a speakeasy bar mm. um, where they had uh, bad karaoke. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it can be whatever you like to create and yeah. contribute. Yeah. yeah, that's that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. It is. Yeah, actually, and through the the creation of community comes through working with a bunch of people, and they're usually strangers, mm. towards an end goal, and uh, and you that brings people together and creates yeah. community. That's yeah. what my discovery is. That is how you make community. <laughs> well, um, and we'll be talking about uh, community and creation a little bit later as well. Um, I just want to play a little bit more music as well. Awesome. Uh, yeah, um, we are now going to um, step away from the uh, uh, from the very well known tracks in in well drum and bass. Um, we all like a little bit of drum and bass, and you've chosen some wonderful tracks. Um, Tell me, how did you get into drum and bass? It's it's a little bit of a step going from the breeders to drum mm, and bass. It is, yeah. I I was um, I'd been a mum for a few years, so I'd been out of any kind of musical scene, and I I went to a gig um, at ANU, the Australian National University, and w- met someone who was passionate about music, and they happened to say, you know, I'll burn you some CDs, and burnt me 10 CDs of gold, yeah. including this next tract, which I remember dancing at midnight with my best friend on my birthday going, what is this music? This is my kind of thing. <laughs> All right. So what's the next track? It is called Midnight and it's by a group called Uncut. All right. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Ain't leaving now Nine to five has lost its meaning Here I 
I'm 
there was uh, Tori Amos with Professional Widow. I'm on Star Trunk Funk Mix. Absolute 90s house classic, that one. Uh, I love it, love it very, very much. Um, you're with me, Martin Flotz, uh, in the Liquid Sunshine Discotheque. Uh, we're coming to you from uh, the Face Radio Studios uh, in Brooklyn. Yes, the Face Radio, the soul of Brooklyn, of course, sending out vibes worldwide. And um, we're in the second hour, and we're talking to Chris Lucas. Hello. Hello. Um, we, um, well, we're sort of moving into the drum and bass uh, uh, music. Um, yeah. Talking-wise, I want to have a chat with you about, uh, well, your TED Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just this weekend, I believe, you did a TED Talk. Yeah, that's right, on Saturday. So, yeah, still fresh. Um Yes, yeah, uh, the subject was ritual and connection and living a good life, reclaiming uh, ritual from uh, perhaps religion and making it your own. And uh, yeah, it went well. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So uh, when you talk about ritual, what, what kind of ritual do you, uh, uh, are you talking about? Is this ritual, um, you know, making certain that uh, doors are locked when you leave the <laughs> house? Or is this more ritual in a, in a spiritual sense? Yeah, look, I, I think it's it's partly spiritual, partly mind mindfulness. So yeah. um, I talk about my pre-work and post-work ritual that I used to separate my work and home life yeah. uh, because I lived at work and I had a, a very stressful job, especially during the pandemic, uh, where it was hard for me to get away from, from yeah. work. So I, I had a pre-work um, ritual where I, I had a set path that I would walk from my house um, out down the hill, round a few streets, and then back to my work building and to my office. And in that time, I would mindfully um, take in the day, so the sights and sounds and smells and colours and the feel of the sun on my face. Mm. And I would contemplate... Um, you know, the encounters that I would have and try and imbue them with positivity because my job was quite stressful in dealing with mental health um, struggles. And so that would sort of help set me up for the day. Mm. And that was my ritual. And then at the post-work ritual was the same footpath home uh, in the other direction. And I would contemplate the, the um, and celebrate the positive things that had happened. I would run through things that were maybe challenging and mm. I would – contemplate how I could perhaps do them differently. And in that way, I would uh, run through everything that had happened for the day, get to my house, and I was better able after time to leave things at the door and separate the two. Mm. So that's the kind of ritual that I'm talking about, more sort of mindfulness, <clears throat> a little bit of um, spiritual thing for myself because I, I feel like I am a, a spiritual person. But it's, um, yeah, a lot of mindfulness. I also talked about um, sports psychology where yeah. you have, uh, you know, um, superstars like Rafael Nadal uh, using pre pre game rituals to sort mm. of set himself up and put himself in the match and sort of he sort of describes it as um, matching his surroundings to the order that's in his head and it just helps him get into the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so how did you how did you get to this realization to that that of the importance of ritual? Yeah, well, I mean. It goes way back for me uh, to my upbringing, which was quite religious. My my mum's religious and I had uh, a Presbyterian minister stepfather. So religion and going to church was a part mm. of my life and it's made me the person I am today, super empathetic and, and grounded. So I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for that. Um, but I, I found when I got to my 20s, I did reject formal religion and in, including ritual. 
And I felt um, through a couple of experiences with death that I missed the support that ritual gave me in life. And that was sort of through missing um, my dear Nana's funeral. Um, I realised afterwards that attending funerals is really important because it helps you connect with those who loved and knew her and and helps sort of kickstart the grieving mm. process, which I'd missed by not attending the mm. funeral. Mm. Um, and so uh, you talk about the um, uh, the ritual that you have with with work. Mm. Um, that's just a really practical practical ritual. Mm. Have you got other rituals that are more in um, uh, in, in a spiritual sense? Mm. Uh, you know that you apply to your day to day life. Um, in a spiritual sense, day to day. Um, no, I I do. I am grateful for for the the positive good things and I'm always mindful to be grateful for mm. everyday um, positive things that happen in my life and whether it's my family, um, my health. Uh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I do volunteer as a palliative care volunteer at a hospice and, um, you know, that's it's challenging um, but also leaves me feeling super grateful for my life and of all the positive things in my life. So. So that, in a way, is a is a ritual. I feel like you're just being mindful of the the great things in life. Um, but yeah, there are some other sort of spiritual. I've, I've I've been on a bit of a pilgrimage before to help sort of deal with death mm. again. But yeah, that's that would be the the mm. sort of everyday things. Mm. Have you got any um, um, any recommendations or suggestions how people may apply this to their own life? Yeah, I mean. I think people can look at their lives now and think, you know, what brings me happiness and, and pleasure and connects me to other people or my family and friends. So whether that's eating a meal together, mm. um, like Sunday night dinner, maybe a family dinner is a thing um, and you, you may say grace beforehand or you may be, you know, just go around the, the, the table and say what you're grateful for, that's a, that's a form of ritual. Um, so it's anything that you do that can um, benefit your life and add to it. So it, everyday rituals can be anything that you decide benefits you. Mm -hmm. um, and and maybe a, a silly remark, but uh, for for the younger generation uh, that grew up with with mobile phones, mm -hmm. um, and for the older generation that's like using them, are there apps for this that can assist with it? I mean, there are definitely apps where they, I've got an app that reminds me about, you know, what do you want your day to look like? What, you know, what are you grateful for? And mm. that helps me to 
again, go through the things I'm grateful for, but also um, it, it asks me to put a few words in that would, you know, that I want to sort of um, think about or cultivate during the day. So mm. I would say that's a kind of ritual. That's a, a grateful app. Mm. And then it, it comes back to you in the night and says, how was your day? You know, how did it go? And you sort of write a little bit about that as well. So that I would say that's a great um, prompt for people to start being grateful and include you know, setting yourself up for a positive day. Mm. Yeah. So that sounds there's, there's a, a really strong crossover with, with mindfulness mm. in, in that respect and, and for um, mental health stability for one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, yeah. The mindfulness is a big part of the, the ritual that I do, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so when you go out on a walk, I assume without listening to podcasts or music or drum and bass. Mm, yeah. yeah, no, I mean I do, you know, I do that as well. But it's great to to have some time to contemplate what's going on with you. Mm. Yeah. Now you mentioned a community before. Um, I, I'd like to go back to a community, but let's play a couple more tracks right. first before we do that. Awesome. Next up, uh, a track you chose, um, "Racing Green" by High Contrast. Mm. Um, why, why did you choose that? Was that part of that that bunch of uh, of CDs that were burned for you? Yeah, I think it was actually. It, um, it's around that time in early two thousands when drum and bass was was big um, in England, especially. And yeah, high contrast, amazing. I think he was nineteen or twenty when he created this piece. Wow, amazing. Wow. Yeah.
That was one of my favorite uh, drum and bass tracks, uh, Mercer with Blue 73. I think uh, mid to late 90s, probably. Beautiful. Yeah, we were just talking about the sound of the early drum and bass, how it's, how it's yeah. very organic and, yeah. and, and an open sound, but yet so heavy. I love that double step up with the bass in this track. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, we were also talking about um, uh, an interesting movie uh, that I saw recently, which was uh, a concert movie of... Willie Nelson's 90th birthday. Now, um, not something I would ordinarily play on, on Liquid Sunshine, but um, the flavor of the movie, the message of the movie, apart from that you should smoke lots of dope, uh, apart <laughs> from that, yeah, is that um, uh, Willie Nelson has been really good in, in creating a community around him yeah. and, um, uh, and um, um, well, being in love, you know, sharing his love of the world with everyone around yeah. him. Yeah. That's that's what you were talking about earlier as well, um, uh, in creating the community and, and sharing love. Yeah, yeah. For me, community is about belonging and it's about um, helping people to feel included and, and helping them to tell their stories um, and be a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, uh, and this is, this is a music program, of course, as well, a music show. Um, you were talking earlier about uh, when you received those, those 10 CDs uh, with, with drum and bass music, how you were dancing to the yeah. music. Yeah. Um, what's your experience with, with music and creating community? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've been lucky enough to be a part of um, a music scene in Canberra for you know, over 30 years and uh, it's a community, you know, it's, I know people from 30 years ago. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a small connected place and it, it means so much to not only the people who are part of the community playing music, but of course the people who get to enjoy listening to music and, mm, mm. and, and buying music and um, supporting the arts because, you know, the arts are so incredibly important to, to our lives. Mm. Um so yeah, music has been a huge part of um, community for me, and you know, going across to Burning Man as well. Um, I uh, I always wanted to learn how to DJ, and I mm. and I um, I did. I learned how to DJ. I'm only sort of a, a baby DJ, but um, getting there, <laughs> and uh, it's yeah, it's a, a great thing to be able to just go. Hey, look, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm 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 a musician. I've always wanted to learn how to DJ, but I'm just going to actually do it and and start and um yeah it's it's important to sort of do that sort of thing mm. and that um uh, that that community uh, and sharing that connection with people um uh, really transcends through all art forms i imagine it does yeah, yeah totally um yeah i mean art and music uh can can add so much to people's lives and when you just sort of go hey look i'm just going to i've got this idea i'm going to follow through with it can you help me with it like collaboration with other people as well is really important to community and something that I've been a part of, yeah, for 30 years. Mm. Very lucky. And, and collaboration could be more than arts and creativity, of course. It could mm. be, um, well, anything. It could be helping your neighbours mm. uh, cut the hedge or yeah. things like that. That's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it's an important part of community, which I think we're missing a lot these days. And I think we need to sort of get past 
this idea of being individuals and, and get back to supporting each other as a community. It's really mm. important. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, how, how do you use it in your, in your own personal life to create community? Uh, and 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 I'm asking, you know, uh, in uh, how can pe- how can the listeners use it in mm. their own life? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things I love to do is get people together in a park to listen to my my friends who are DJs, including yeah. yourself. You yes. came along to one of my gatherings, and um, that was in the pandemic when we had a chance to actually get out of our houses, and it was okay for us to connect. Mm. So mm. I thought that was a really important thing to do um and the music brought us together and i remember dancing to your set actually and just being like oh my gosh i've missed this you know it's really important (laughs) to dance and to enjoy music in this way and thank goodness um that is sort of behind us but yeah so um yeah community and connection it's it's everything to me uh yeah I've um, uh, the dancing experience is, is really good indeed. Um, I, I love dancing. Uh, I'm I'm the worst dancer ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I love I love the feeling of dancing. Um, uh, and similarly with with live music, as you just mentioned, mm. um, there's there's something there's an a transfer of energy that can take place between mm. stage and and dancers and totally. and audience and. Mm. Uh, and everyone in the audience. Um, yeah. It, uh, That's something actually that as a performer I have I have used ritual to kind of prepare myself for that energy transfer and mm. to make sure I have the positive energy to give an audience and that I visualise them giving it back to me. And so you have this wonderful circle of energy, yeah. um, which I think is really important for, for musicians to engage with. So. Yeah, that's something that I've used ritual for in my life is to visualize what that's going to look and feel like in yeah, the space that yeah. I'm playing. So, yeah, that's another sort of little part of, of community building, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, com- communities are, are very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as, as I said many, many times in the program, um, you know, sharing and connecting with people um, is it's well what we live for. It's really. everything. It's yeah. everything. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, um, but that's one of the nice things that we can do with music as well. Mm, yeah. Really. All right. Let's let's play some more music. Yeah. Yes. Um, something uh, you've chosen and something I've chosen. I think. Um, next next one. New tone. System. Matrix and Future Bound remix. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, why did you choose this track? Well, this is an incredibly upbeat um, drum and bass track and it features another female singer mm-hmm. um, whose name is Natalie. I've forgotten her surname, but she is incredible. And this just makes me feel good and makes me dance. Um, <laughs> good. All right, let's dance.
Absolute gorgeous track there by Ronnie's Eyes. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, I think it's called Mellow Song. Um, yeah, beautiful hype in there. Yeah. And early stuff, re- we were talking about it, how spacious the sound is and organic yeah. sounds. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. love those, the double bass and yeah, all the, the real instruments in there. <laughs> That's Fabulous. correct. That's yeah. correct, yeah. Um, now, and before that, um, we played... Um, uh, track and you probably know better who it is it because was, you yeah. supported them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that was um, that was uh, Racing Green by um, what the one before that was System, and then before that was Racing Green. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, a great track, and indeed the System um, has the, um, uh, female vocals. Mm. Uh, I do like that. Mm. Um, because it's, uh, I have the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, that drum and bass can be very masculine. It can, yeah. There's a there are many genres of drum and bass these days, and there's a, there is a very masculine. Well, there was a masculine kind of turn around the early two thousands, where a lot of drum and bass was being used for video games. Yeah, and it's that it's perfect video games. It's like music that just rolls on in the background and it's, you know, as you're blasting things kind of thing. <laughs> it's very masculine. But there is this other lovely kind of female vocal um, sort of bent as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so yeah, as I said, I like that early stuff just because of the sp of the space in the in the sound, yeah. and it's uh, there's there's a lot happening yet, you know, it's it's so sparse in mm. in what they have. Yeah. Um, all right, well, thank you so much for coming on the program. Absolutely thank you, Martin. lovely to talk about community and thank ritual you. and you and connection. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Thank you. All right, um, uh, well, we're going to uh, finish off uh, with a few more uh, drum and bass tracks, mm. uh, a couple that you've uh, chosen. And we're going to start off with Life is Beautiful. Yeah, by London Electricity. Fantastic yeah, track. Uh, because, well, life is beautiful is. indeed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you so much again. My pleasure. They tell me life is beautiful. Life is beautiful.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.